Hello, hello, and welcome to the Karuna podcast. My name is Veronica, your host. Here on this podcast, you can listen to episodes about yoga, spirituality, self-development, healing, wellness, of course, manifestation, and other life-related interesting topics. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this new episode on the Karuna podcast. Today I would like to debunk some of the misbeliefs about Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga and also to answer some of the questions that my new students have and by new I mean who are completely new to the practice. Uh, before they would start the practice. I have uh, quite a few beginners, quite a few people who started their journey with me. And generally speaking, it's always very similar questions arising. So today I would like to answer these questions and also just to debunk some of the misbeliefs that people have around Ashtanga yoga. (laughs) So let's begin. Let's say you are completely new to the practice and you are unsure whether this practice is for you or not. Now, I have some people who say that, oh, I'm not flexible enough and therefore I couldn't practice yoga or I don't have the strength yet or I cannot transition from the poses so quickly. And I always say to these students, of course, then don't go to an intermediate or an advanced class. But quite frankly, If you find a good teacher for you who can modify the practice for you, you should be able to, of course, start yoga despite how flexible you are or despite how your core strength is at the moment because the body is going to open. And the only way to get better at something is by doing it. However, I do 100% agree that you should be having Uh, a teacher who guides you through the practice, a teacher who teaches you the alignment and the engagement in the body, a teacher who offers you modifications for the more complex postures. And for that period of your practice, maybe a one-to-one suits you better because then you can have the undivided attention of that teacher. Um, I do understand that if you are starting in a big group, let's say 10, 15, 20 people, because some of the yoga studios have even 30 people in a class. And if you have no understanding on the postures, no understanding on the contraindications or how to modify, of course, that's a bit of a more difficult start. But why I really highlight to find a teacher who can really spend time with you and break the postures down for you and make it more accessible to your body and to your level of of physical exercise even at the beginning, then um, that would be the way to start. And with that being said, yes, <laughs> as... as um, as they say as well, you know, uh, Patabi Joyce said as well that sick people can practice, old people can practice, young people can practice, women can practice, men can practice, only lazy people cannot practice. And to a certain degree, that's of course true. Um, Of course, let's not go too extreme here because if you just had an injury, if you'd had surgery, if you are in the late stages of your pregnancy, then of course your, your teacher would really need to either modify or 
Ashtanga Vinyasa is at this stage not, um, not the practice for you. So of course there are limits to who can practice, but at the same time, generally speaking, most people can practice Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga. However, it is important to have somebody who adjusts the practice to your body's needs. And I really would like to highlight that because I also get um, some people saying and even hearing it from other teachers of different styles of yoga who say, oh, Ashtanga is a dangerous practice and I don't recommend it to people because it's too difficult and it causes injuries. I always say that hmm, that can be true, but it doesn't have to be true this way. If we practice with our ego, if we are practiced with attachment and expectations towards ourselves, and if we want to perform rather than respect our body's needs, we are more prone to injuries. But is that going to be the practice's fault? Or is it our fault because that is the intention behind our practice? And I always highlight this because, however, I did of course had some injuries throughout my practice it was not because of the practice it was because i pushed myself beyond my boundaries it's because i wasn't respecting my body's needs and limits and wasn't honoring what i was capable of that day or i was not aware of my own body's limits you know later on i want to talk to you about the cliches but ignorance uh, avidya is the first cliche and they say that there is the seat of, of all the other cliches. If we are ignorant, then uh, uh, pain and suffering will inevitably find its way towards us. So, um, is it a problem that you're flexible or not? It's not a problem. Without practicing and without um, putting the effort into opening up your body, of course, it's not going to happen. So if you want to become better at something, you then need to keep on doing it. And with the right guidance and with the right assistance and with the right modifications, you can do that in a safe way. And even if uh, injuries happen, ask anybody who's, who's doing any kind of physical activities and of course Ashtanga Yoga is quite challenging I'm not going to deny that it is a challenging practice but if you are aware of how to make it safe and how to reduce the risks in the practice and you are patient with yourself and you are studying the human body and you are practicing with awareness then you can reduce the possibilities and reduce the chances to to get injuries however if that happens i think that's also part of the learning curve and it's also part of the whole path of understanding and how am i going to stay humble when that happens how am i going to react when that happens the practice is not just the physical asanas after one another but it's very much around developing this mentality that is uh, more of a yogic mentality and more in alignment with with the klishas with the yamas the, the niyamas 
So, you know, it's, it's happening on the mantle sheath as well. And that might need some more time to adjust. Your personality will change definitely because you become more patient, you become more observant. And that is part of the practice. And injury is part of the practice as well however i'm not advocating that yes getting injured is a good thing not at all of course we need to look after our bodies but at the same time at a certain level of course it is part it's part of the deal um so uh also i hear uh some other um some other misbeliefs around ashtanga yoga or more like observances of the people who have not yet been practicing it for long enough and branding or kind of like um, marking the practice as a boring and rigid practice because it is the same um, it's the same postures the same sequence essentially however you have six different sequences to practice and probably that's enough for a lifetime but let's say you're practicing the primer series for a certain amount of time yes and in each series there are uh, set sequences so the asanas are in a particular order uh, after each other but this does not mean that the practice is boring or that it is rigid um, it gives us the opportunity to really deepen the practice and deepen the understanding that when we are doing the asanas then how can i connect to my breath and what is happening on a mental sheath and what is happening in the emotional body are there emotionals uprising when i do certain postures where do they um where are they rooted and you can begin this self-reflection it's kind of a self-healing practice for me i'm not going to push that on you for everybody the practice means different things and um, we all benefit from it differently but in order to deepen our practice i think it's a perfect um, opportunity to not having to think what to do next but you know because you've already learned and you know that it's a safe practice because it is essentially a vinyasa krama so it's an intelligent sequence of postures leading you up to a peak posture which in the primary series is the turtle pose or turtois pose and then um, cooling it down cooling the body down and so I know that the sequence works. I don't have to map out certain asanas to, um, you know, warm up my body and then perform more uh, complex asanas and then cool down the body because the practice has been designed that way. So I can trust that. And by following it, um, I know that I can then shift my awareness to, to uh, maybe more complex or, or deeper thoughts and, and observances in the body. Um, I know that there are certain teachers, and here I wanted to say as well, when it comes to finding a teacher, I know that there are certain teachers who are quite orthodox about the way uh, Ashtanga Yoga should be practiced, how many times a week, what uh, time of the day, and so on. I have met um, I have met teachers before who were so set on the idea of how the lineage uh, 
is requiring the student to practice but to be honest and this is where I also wanted to give some room for myself to say how I am teaching Ashtanga Yoga because I am more flexible with it I always offer modifications I say to people if you feel that something is not okay in your body listen to your body above my voice <laughs> you know okay I'm guiding you through the practice but if you feel if your breath dictates you to take a rest then take that rest and listen to your body if your body says you know what today I really cannot make it maybe don't force yourself maybe ask yourself why so how can I nurture my body and and when can I come back to the practice or if you decide you know what but I want to try and you I want to experiment and see how it feels I'm here to hold your hand, but also tell you that when you're forcing it and I hear on the breath and I see that you're struggling, just take a step back. And I'm really happy because I'm also, to be honest, I've been in the, in, in the Orthodox place. I've been in a place where I was religiously practicing six times a week and I would burn myself out because next to that I had so many other things to do. And I knew that, okay, right now the practice doesn't serve me. I am sacrificing my life for the practice. And it did not feel good. And once I became a bit more loose on the terms and I became a bit more flexible in my practice, interestingly, the body didn't change. My practice didn't fall back to where I once was I didn't lose my flexibility, I just started to honor my body's need and beautifully, even more complex asanas happened and the strength is there and you know, it's just wonderful that once you give to your body what it needs, um, it responds back with gratitude. So I think it's important to have a teacher who gives you room to be who you want to be in your practice. And if you want to practice six times a week, please do so if that's what your body needs. And if you want to practice twice a week, please do so. And I don't think that we should be um, giving any expectations or, you know, putting any expectations uh, there for ourselves because then truly if we meet the expectations and feel good it really is just feeding the ego and that would be the whole point isn't it to kind of take the ego out of the practice i mean the opposite would be the point and to to learn to better judge situations in our lives so i wanted to say that i know that the practice has some outlines and i know that traditionally saying um, Ashtanga Yoga is practiced in a certain way but not all teachers teach it that way and you can still practice the Ashtanga Vinyasa um, sequence and you can still um, kind of slowly get used to the practice and you have absolutely the freedom to decide what you want to take away from the practice as I mentioned in my previous um, podcast as well podcast episode as well it's what you want to take away from it and allow yourself to really reflect on that. What do I want from the practice? And can I get what I would like 
in two practices per week or one practice per week. And if that's enough for me, that's absolutely fine. And you can still say that you are an Ashtanga yoga practitioner. <laughs> okay, so there is freedom there. Um, so please, please do not say or, or believe that, oh, if it's Ashtanga yoga, then it must be those people who are super, super um, focused and set about the the system and the rules of the system. I think it is important that each and every single person has the freedom to find their own flow. I say that to my uh, students as well. I teach uh, at the moment two classes twice a week and so they have the opportunity to either come to both classes but ideally and I tell them always I would like you to learn the sequence and practice at home when I don't have a class available because I'm traveling or if you just feel that you want an extra practice or if you cannot make it in this time uh, and you still want to practice I would like you to learn and uh, experiment with that connection with your body and better to know yourself and and be able to practice on your own when you feel like it and as much as you feel if you just want to do the standing sequence then you just do the standing sequence and at least you've practiced because essentially and that is true and I always say um, it's about consistency so if you can practice once a week or twice a week only quote-unquote and to most people that's perfectly fine and two is even too much um then it's better than doing it six times a week and then not doing it for two months you know it's it's always about that little um um little practice or not little practice but at least that one practice that you can do but more frequently i mean uh, on a consistent uh, basis and of course i would uh, love my students as well to ideally detach from me in a way that once they have found their own flow that they can then with confidence practice and feel safe in their bodies and know how not to uh, yield to the ego and and causing injuries to themselves but know the dangers while not being afraid and also respecting their limits while being able to maximize their own potential so the practice is wonderful i i feel i've been doing ashtanga yoga for nearly five years now uh, on a frequent basis um for me as well it looks different right now i'm doing a lot in my life and i haven't been practicing for a couple of weeks to be honest because i was so busy and i was doing other physical activities so you know sometimes it's okay to take a break it's it's fine sometimes your body and your mind especially needs that break and sometimes you want to come back and then you continue with the asanas the goal of the ashtanga uh, sequence is not to perform the asanas perfectly anyways and i do want to make another podcast episode about the eight limbs and what they are and how they are part of our lives <laughs> and so in the next episode or in the next couple of episodes that will be a topic that we will be talking about um but yes um it's not, it's never an expectation to perform, it's never an expectation to do certain things and 
and how often you practice the asanas does not make you a better yogi, so to say. <laughs> and if somebody makes you feel or or tells you that, oh, they're such uh, an elevated practitioners because they are doing so many things, you can guess that probably that's coming from the place of the ego. And so, okay, sure, for sure, you have my respect, but that's not the goal of the, the, the practice. And I just wanted to leave that with you and hopefully open your heart and your mind up towards starting the practice if you haven't yet. Or if you have... Um, started but but you're new to the practice and you have you're maybe hesitant because maybe you're in a group that's on a higher level than you are then just give yourself a break and allow yourself to have doubts as well sometimes we all do i mean we are humans in this practice and i know that so many practitioners when when we are putting things online you just see, oh my God, they are so amazing. Oh my God, they still keep up with the practice. It doesn't mean that that other people don't have, you know, the highs and the lows. <laughs> we all do highs and we all do have highs and lows. And as I said, I right now am experiencing a little break from the practice because I am moving, I've been working, I'm doing so many things, I've been in some sort of a personal crisis as well. So, you know, it's just, I needed the space and the energy for other things in my life. It does not mean I'm not an Ashtanga practitioner because I have been doing other aspects of the practice which are not the asanas. So, you know, it's it's a lifestyle. And so allow yourself to, to be who you want to be and practice the way you want to practice and find a teacher who supports that and allows you to integrate the practice into the lifestyle that you live and you desire and your body needs. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, please make sure you reach out. I would be happy to answer them. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I'm everywhere. <laughs> the easiest is if I direct you to my website, which is www.karunayoga.hu. Thank you so much and have a lovely day. I shall speak to you very soon. Bye-bye.